It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 485 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, the chief cohort... (laughs) And crazy <laughs> here to bring the facts and fire to your day. And I do have my coffee <laughs> today on the show. Nope, didn't seriously. It's what? this early, and I didn't change this. Oh much. man, look at you. <laughs> Are there no stupid questions? Also, on the show today, finally, we're solving the burritos only problem. But first, today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's Autonomous Vehicle Day. Mm. Um, that's okay. Let's yeah, move you know on. we're running we're running out of No, okay. That's 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 electric vehicles, I'm thinking. It's electric. We're running out of electric vehicles, you know. Everyone's saying, you know, you don't like the high gas prices, buy an electric car, but now all the electric cars are gone. So, autonomous vehicles, um, I feel like those have stalled out. No pun intended. (laughs) Okay. Stalled cars, whatever. (laughs) I really haven't heard any progress on autonomous vehicles in a while. Yeah, uh, neither have I. Yeah. So we're going to move along. It's National Smile Day. You don't like autonomous things. No, I don't. You don't like they robots taking me. over the world. <laughs> they terrify me. <laughs> I have nightmares about them. Legitimate nightmares. Uh, National Smile Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so smile. So Hard you're to going it. to make me smile by not talking about anything robotic. I don't think that's how that works. Yep. How do I make you happy over a negative? Something not happening? Are you just going to stay smiling the entire show if I don't mention a robot? I just mentioned one. Now you're breaking the rules. (laughs) Uh, All right. And it's National Save Your Hearing Day. That's right. Mo is determined to not scream really loudly during this show. (laughs) As occasionally happens. I guess I have to whisper. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to address this right off the bat here. Um... What? Well, we all know last week something terrible happened, uh, another terrible thing. And not to downplay it, but there just seems to be a new terrible thing every week. Um, but uh, we, we we like to be a show that kind of takes you out of the stuff that's larger and more depressing in the world. Um, but we have touched on these topics before, and we touched on the... The start of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. We touched on COVID-19 when it was first starting. We didn't touch on it. We covered that in length. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're not going to devote an entire show or an entire week to it. It's it's a tragedy. It sucks. It sucks that it happened. It sucks that there is now more reasons for uh, division politically and whatnot. And wherever you fall on either side of that or somewhere in between, it doesn't matter. We're not here to fight for either 
political argument or any of the political arguments. We don't want to get into any of that. Um, we just want to pray for that community, pray for Uvalde, which mm-hmm. is not that far really from where we are. Um, pray for Texas, pray for those families. And if you want to hear uh, content from LTN that goes deeper into that tragedy and a few of the other more recent uh, tragic situations, I do encourage you to go back and listen to last Friday's Church Nerds episode, episode 74, uh, where Bubba and Anna uh, devoted that show to uh, discussing these topics and, and how we as Christians should respond and things of that nature. So uh, I would encourage you to go there. But we are going to go ahead and move on with our normal show. And uh, we're going to start by asking how your week was, Mo. Uh, it was bittersweet. It was very bittersweet. And I feel like that every single year, we just finished up our school year. Um, last Friday was our, our last, last school day. So Mm -hmm. guess what? Tag, you are it. You have to take (laughs) care of your kid for the next two months. Okay. Friday was already a bearable. By the way, thank you for that resubscription, KY. Yes. Give (laughs) your teacher friends a break. We need it. Um, but it was bittersweet in the fact that for a couple reasons, but mostly Mila is moving on to middle school. Mm. She is, she completed her fifth grade year. She's no longer in elementary school. And that is just that I, mm, she's my baby. She's my youngest and she's not in elementary school anymore. It's, it's hard to really wrap my head around the fact that (laughs) all of my kids are in the secondary level of school now. Yeah. I don't know. I picked her up Thursday. Thursday was a half day from school. I picked her up and she was really happy and really good spirits. She yelled bye to her librarian as she was getting in the car. She closes the door and looks at me and just bawls. Uh And she was like, I'm never coming back. And I was like, (laughs) I know. And we've talked about it before, how I'm not like. I'm not a super compassionate <laughs> kind of like understanding about, um, I don't know, being super sad or super emotional. And so I just kind of looked at her and was like, yeah, that's what happens. But it's a good thing. You get to go to a new school and you still have the same friends that you made at this school, but then you'll be exposed to even more friends from other schools. And she's just like, huh? but it's been my school for the last four years. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a great mom in that way. I should probably be a little more compassionate. Yeah. Um, But then I also had the realization that, you know, last year with the fifth graders, it was hard for me to say goodbye to that group of fifth graders. But this year was even more difficult to say goodbye to the group of fifth graders that we had because, and I've been telling them this all year long, but because Mila is in the same grade as them, when they go to high school, we only have one high school in our town. And so when they go to high school, my fifth graders from this year will be classmates Mm. with Mila you know, and so I told all the fifth graders, I was like, okay, when you hear her name called, whenever you have a class with her and you hear her name called, I expect you to be like, hey, your mom was my librarian in elementary school. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. The years have flown by so quickly. I know that it's 
I am going to be sitting at Mila's graduation, not just watching her graduate, but watch this group of fifth graders that I just taught in library also graduate, which is kind of, I don't know, baffling, (laughs) I guess, and sentimental and bittersweet. I don't know. That's how my week was, Matt. How was yours? <laughs> uh, Eli finished up uh, second grade, mm-hmm. so his third year of school, and he's excited to be done with it. John is excited because he gets to go next year. Like, he turned five uh, a few days ago, and he's like, so am I in kindergarten now? Do I need to go to kindergarten tomorrow? <laughs> They're like, no, it doesn't quite work that way. That's how they always. But he's excited, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but summer's not gonna be great. First day back already. It's just, it's like, you know, when you have two dogs that are just fighting and biting each other, and you have to literally grab them by the collar and pull them apart. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like with Johnny and and Eli. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, uh, now I'm stuck with three kids all summer, every day during the work days. That's how it is always going to be. <laughs> there was one point in our boys' childhood when we were like, you know what? Have at it. Go for it. Duke it out. And they both are like, no. And we're like, yes. Yes. Look, here's you some knives from the kitchen. Go. All the time. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing it. If you want to treat each other like garbage, Go for it. Do it. And they're by the end of it, they're just like in tears. No, that's not what we want. And I'm like, then be nice. <laughs> Stop being mean. Uh, Oriel said, it's weird thinking that my son will be done with elementary school in just a few weeks. It's crazy that I won't be a parent of an elementary school kid anymore. It is crazy. Uh, Tad Hall says, tell your daughter that you can go back and see them. We had the tradition of as high schoolers to go back to our kindergarten teacher and say hi to their class. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I went back and saw some of my, I guess it was my junior high teachers because my elementary was in Hobbs. But yeah, yeah I did go back when Topher, I was in high school for a little bit. Topher's kindergarten teacher, I'm not entirely sure that she's still living, but he did kindergarten in Italy. But he did first grade here, and his first grade teacher was Mila's kindergarten teacher. So, yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to need Tad to remind me when Topher goes to graduate that this is a tradition I want to implement. (laughs) Don't let me forget, in two years. (laughs) And then, unrelated to school, KY Redhead says, wow, Hedgy boy just uh, choked with a mouthful of cereal and basically sneezed milk everywhere like a fountain. This is what's going on. This is what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I uh, went to Lubbock by myself this past weekend on Saturday because I had to make a supply run to Sam's Club for the church. Um, but I also got to buy like a whole bunch of new tabletop games. Fun. For the first Highland game day. I thought you, you were for the first time <laughs> in forever. Not really, well, it is, but I've been really excited. We, uh, I've been in charge or been put in charge of starting up a new, uh, at least every other month kind of game day thing. Cool. So I bought a bunch of games that Bubba and, and Matt have talked about on their show. And as we keep going, I might buy more intense games, but most of these 
are the lighthearted games, you know, along What'd with same. What'd you get? We got code names, of course, because okay. we don't have a copy of that here at the church. Cool. Um, got the Chameleon. That one looks really good to me. I want to play that one. I got one of the new Unos. I think Uno Flip. Oh. Um, not a fan. You're not a fan of that one. Can I we heard, just keep it basic? Things. Like yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. no. The one that I'm not a fan of is Uno All Wild, because it's just chaos. There's no it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. How do you win? Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, I got. Uh, what were the other ones? I can't remember them all off the top of my head, honestly. Uh, you, I hope you got Ticket to Ride. I did not get Ticket to Matthew? Ride because I read that like the typical game lasts <laughs> up to four hours. It doesn't. And I'm like, okay, I'll save that one for the future. It doesn't. So I don't want to invest in that one I yet. mean, a couple hours, yeah. <laughs> but. So we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but uh, I also went into a store that I've never noticed being there, but apparently it's been there for years. I've never heard of anywhere, but it's right next door to Target in Lubbock, and it was called Second and Charles. Have you ever been in one of these? Mm -mm. So it's similar to... And or in? And. Second Second and Charles. And Charles. Okay, like like a street. street. Yeah, kind of. It is like a a second-hand Hastings. And Hastings for us, it's it was like not movies per se, like but books, comic books, Funko Pops. They had movies. Uh, did they? Yeah. No, no, the no. whole Hastings. I'm talking about oh, Second of Charles. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Movies. I'm sorry. Um, toys. I mean, just t- old video games, like old video games. Like a lot of some of it's new too. I think some of them are like lots that they bought from other stores, but like it is just a you walk in there and like there's so many things to look at and you want to buy everything. I almost bought a $50 pop (laughs) that was an exclusive from a convention. What? But I decided Deidre wouldn't like that, so I didn't do that. That was wise. (laughs) But that will be a new regular stop for me every time I go to Lubbock now. Really cool place. Although, you know what? I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, 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 I'm going to interject here. Do not make Daedra your enemy. Do not make her the villain of why you don't buy your pop. I'm just saying you decided that Daedra wouldn't be happy about it. No, you shouldn't buy the pop because you know, it's not a wise choice and it's not a wise purchase. Not because your wife is a villain and says you can't buy a, a pop. I didn't say that she. I'm just saying let that's me. how you. I said that she wouldn't like it if I did I it without asking her permission. That you, yeah, that, that right. she wouldn't like it. Right. That's what I said. Okay. I but repeated that's true. what you said. <laughs> yeah, but that made her out to be a villain. Not the villain. Yes. Let's ask all of our. See your pop she's nemesis. She's the wise one. Ay ay ay. Whatever. Uh, she's clearly not the villain. It's unwise she me, because she wouldn't like she it. She let me dedicate an entire wall. In our house, an entire room to the pops. She has no problem with the no, pops. No, she did that so that they wouldn't come in the rest of her house. <laughs> she... The fact that she let me have them at all in the house. That's what a, she was doing. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Righteous anger. 
Does the world know more about what you're against or what you're for? Do you find yourself easily offended or understanding that you also are offensive? Do you spend more energy arguing against someone or pausing to listen with the intent to understand? Are you known for being an encourager, someone who strengthens those around them, or do you leave them feeling weakened and exhausted? Life is too short to spend it emotionally drained or draining those around you. Moments are fleeting and unrecoverable. Once an opportunity has passed, there is no making it up. Speak life into those around you. Show Jesus in your actions, in the things you say, and on the stands you make. As you find yourself needing to stand up for truth, remember, above all else, our goal is to love just as God has loved. After all, we can't love God and simultaneously hate his people. To love them, we must know them. To know them, we must choose to understand them. And to understand them, we have to make room for them in our lives and our hearts. I pray as God's chosen people that our own humanity never stands in the way of compassion. I pray that we find ourselves in daily allegiance with the words of James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. the back row morning show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and hey make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok just search for at the back row ltn and connect with us now it's time for mo's fact of the day the ears malice incus and stapes otherwise known as the hammer anvil and stirrup are the smallest bones in the human body all three together could fit on a penny gross I don't want my little bones on a penny. It's National Save Your Hearing Day. That's why I, I did that one. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think, yeah. first of all, we have bones that are known as the hammer, the anvil, and the stirrup, and that those bones are all small enough to fit on a penny at once. Yeah. Anyway. That's weird and gross. A, it was a double fact. It was a... It was a, it was a uh, now it's time for SSA News. We're going to share a weird news story with you and build a white answer card for a future Sunday School Answers pack. Johns Hopkins University students have invented edible tape designed to stop burritos from falling apart. <sighs> this is what Johns Hopkins is doing with their time? It's a new invention that may help some meals be less messy. Uh, researchers at John Hopkins University have designed Tasty Tape. It's an adhesive that makes sure all the items inside wraps, such as burritos, stay locked inside instead of falling all over your plate. 
I'm so disappointed right now. It is made from food-grade fibrous scaffold and an edible adhesive and is safe to eat. The girl who came up with the idea, one of our team members, Erin, she was eating a burrito one day. And it was during the beginning of the semester when we had to come up with these ideas. And and it was just everywhere. And she was like, you know what? This is a problem to be fixed, senior Tyler Garano said. Tasty tape is clear, but the researchers added blue dye to it in some of the video they exhibited to illustrate how it can be used. The creators are applying for a patent, so they aren't disclosing the tape's formula just yet. Um, but I think that's uh, pretty interesting. What, are you not down for this idea? I'm uh, down for... Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. This is a great idea. It's, look, I try to it's make... genius. However, <laughs> this is Johns Hopkins University for Pete's sake. It's students, though. I mean, it's One students. of the top medical <laughs> schools in the nation. <laughs> And this is what they're doing? Yeah, this is saving this is saving all those people that have been using real tape on their burritos and, and then ingesting it. To everybody who's <laughs> hoping for a cure for something that, you know. This is a cure this that is so not many people cure. deal with. This every is time, not a cure. Every time I this make a burrito at home, to a problem. I can never get it's it not a cure. to stay together. And this it's would definitely be for me. not medical <laughs> at all. Not even in the slightest. I even think that down the road there's going to be somebody. That we're going to have those commercials that are like, if you suffer from irritable bowel syndrome due to the digestion of edible burrito wrapper. Burrito wrapper now. Please contact. <laughs> now we wrap the burrito. You don't even have to unwrap it. You just eat it. Yeah. Paper and exactly. everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I. I. Why am I the only sane person on this planet? So that brings us to today's white answer card. <laughs> the answer card we'll be adding to our future expansion deck of Sunday school answers is beef and beans falling out an overstuffed burrito. <laughs> This has been SSA News, sponsored by BackRowGames.com. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Like any awesome ministry, our existence partially relies on amazing people partnering with us financially. As the chief radio nerd and a nerd culture missionary, I have the honor of running LTN Radio, curating the music, planning out the schedule, editing several podcasts and specials, video editing, running the YouTube channel, the LTN Radio Twitch channel, being a part of the social media team, and of course, co-hosting the Back Row Morning Show four days a week. And all of this to share the love of Jesus with nerds and nerd culture. And while I do this, I'm looking for people to join my support team to help me take care of my family financially at the same time, as well as help fund any trips and tech upgrades that come throughout the year. If you are willing to learn more, please visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat, or even reach out to me directly with any questions you might have. But even if you can't help me financially, I also covet your prayers for me and for all of Love Thy Nerd. Thank you for listening. Radio. 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. This week, we are once again invading Reddit to answer some pressing questions. Today, we invade the subreddit, No Stupid Questions, to, well, see if that's true. So we're going to ask these questions and see what we think of them, give our best answer. All right. Discuss. 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 Uh, <laughs> so first question. If I buy a house, what's to stop me from immediately renting out the rooms for higher than I pay for the mortgage? Nothing. Pretty much nothing. Yeah. Like you'll you'll have to be like you're technically a renter at that point. And so there are some rules that you have to follow and things. A landlord. Right. right, right landlord right, 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 at that right, right, point. Right. Yeah. But uh like and, and they will vary like where you where you live and what state you're in. But for for honest Okay, I take that back. There's also probably going to be some areas that are like in homeowners associations or whatever that don't allow that kind of thing. And some mortgage um, mm-hmm. companies won't allow that kind of thing. And some right. insurance companies won't allow that kind of thing. But I feel like in most cases, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I actually knew several people in college who did this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if that's cool with you, if having two relative strangers living in your house is something you're fine with, that's a great way to pay that mortgage. And to be completely fair, I, I honestly think that it's also wise because, you know, when, when you purchase a home and you're paying the mortgage, you are the one living in it, then there are always going to be things that are going to arise that need to be fixed. Yeah or need to be maintained, need to be taken care of. And sure, when it is you yourself that is causing the damage, regardless of how big or little it is, yeah, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. But when you have renters living in your home, whether you're completely renting out the entire house or you're just renting them a room, I think that it's wise to charge a little more than what most people would deem as fair Mm-hmm. Or equal, because you're then basically covering the insurance costs if anything mm-hmm. were to ever happen. Now, that being said, don't get greedy, because right. then, then you become a jerk. A jerk. Which we had, <laughs> we had a a guy in our town who was taking advantage of like Indian people, not like Native Americans, but Indians that were coming over to our town to be teachers. Uh, by renting them a room in his big house, and there was like several rooms, and charging them a ridiculous amount of money for this room. Like, as much as some would pay for a house to rent here uh, in our town. And then not even like letting them do normal things, like cook food. Uh, like, if it wasn't microwavable, or if you weren't bringing it out from, you know, outside, you weren't allowed to like cook food there which was stupid. Mm-hmm. Then he had all these rules and he was taking advantage of the fact that they didn't really know any different. Uh, 
And that became like a ministry of my in-laws for several, several years of trying to get people out of that house mm-hmm. and get that house shut down, which I believe they finally did. Yeah. Um, but they also then had a few Indian people living with them at all times for about a decade, uh, which was interesting and fun. And we made a, quite a lot of friends. In fact, we visited a few of those uh, friends that moved to Albuquerque um, when we went down for a dangerous trip. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids played and everything. It was fun. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. So, I agree with you. Do they have the daughter, Andrea? Thing. No. No. Okay. This is the one. Um, oh, okay. I yeah, know. yeah. The one that, that came over for grandbaby night and everything. Yeah. With our family. Um, <laughs> all right. Next question. If my debit card says it expired 622, hmm? does it expire on 60122 <laughs> or 63122? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's a good question. It's a great question. <laughs> it's a legitimate question. So here's here's the answer. I know the answer to this. Okay. Technically, it goes all the way through the end of the month. Okay. However, there are at least a handful of businesses online or even in real life that will automatically register your card as expired as of the first day of the month. Huh. Because I had a debit card. That expired in March of this year, but it was supposed to be March 31st. And uh, I couldn't pay two of my bills with that card because it said it expired. And I'm like, what's the deal? So I had to call the bank and reconfirm that. Like, oh, yeah, you still should be able to use it. Well, they ain't letting me. Can you send me the card faster, please? Well, I can't. (laughs) You lied. Yeah, so... It's a frustrating thing. I would have never thought of this. I I guess I'm just one of those people that's like, it's going to expire next month. I need to get a new one. And so before. So you just call and ask for one before yeah. they ship it, ship it out on their own? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also took like a month for my card to get there. Because like I called about that on the fourth of the month. They said, oh, yeah, it looks like the card got sent out two days ago. And it was like the 30th when I got it in the mail. And I'm like. This bank is in my state. <laughs> How long does mail take? Why is it taking? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, know mail actually, slowed down. In our town, it does. Yeah, it, it's dumb. All right. Next question: Is cornbread a good option to bring to a cookout potluck? Yeah. You don't agree? To a cookout potluck? Heck, heck yeah! Think of anything you're going to have at a cookout. It'll all go good with cornbread. <laughs> No. Yeah. Sorry. Burgers, hot dogs, baked beans, and cornbread. Sounds great. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't sound good at all. That's fantastic. I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but it definitely does not go. It is not a... (laughs) What's for dinner tonight? Hamburgers, chips... Mac and cheese and cornbread. What? No. No. Everything you just said Mm -mm. makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't. It does not. It really does. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. Uh. To bring it to a potluck, yes. Absolutely. 100%. Because there's going to be something there at a traditional potluck. You know, everybody brings fried chicken to a potluck. So, yeah. Yeah. Fried chicken and cornbread? Uh huh. Check. Not hot There's dogs and cornbread. A lot of sass in that check. <laughs> not brats and cornbread. Not 
hamburgers and cornbread. Uh, if they're I'll make cooking, a hamburger with the cornbread. If they're cooking steak, possibly. How is that any different? It is vastly different. <laughs> vastly different. Meat is meat. Come no, on. What if they're doing grilled chicken? Grilled chicken is fine. Okay. Here's that the could thing. Be there. Matt, <laughs> I was just about to ask you a question and then remembered that you were on keto. So anybody who's not on keto, when you make a hamburger, mm-hmm. you put your hamburger between what? Two slices Buns. of bread. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't want a sandwich with a side of bread. But cornbread is different than bread bread. No, it's not. It very it's much still... is. I know it's a, It's still a, but it's not like a, it's not anywhere close to a bun or a roll or a slice of bread. It's a completely different consistency, texture, corn... flavor, everything. If the cornbread is made properly, then I can cut myself a slice and then I can cut that slice in half and I can use it like a bun. Heck no, 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 no. Yes. Cornbread is supposed to crumble upon being cut. Mm, no. Yes. How much southern cornbread have you ate, my friend? So much. Mm. I've lived here my whole life. Oh Miss East Coast. This is what drives me crazy. <laughs> this is what drives me crazy. Cornbread is not a Southwestern. Oh, goodness gracious. It very much is. It's part of Tex-Mex culture. <laughs> it is. No. I will guarantee Google you. Google it. You Google okay. it. Okay. <laughs> let's look it up. I guarantee <sighs> you it started in the Southeast. I know it started in the Southeast, but it has been acclimated by this area for a long time. Cornbread, a Tex-Mex food. Tex-Mex cornbread, chili cheese cornbread, all kinds of cornbread. Tex-Mex sure, cornbread. It has, it has Tex-Mex variations cornbread. that are southwestern. But I'm saying... It's still the same. No, it's, it's not. Cornbread, it's cornbread, Mo. No, it's not. Oh, my gosh. Cornbread is not cornbread. All right, I'm going to move on before I <laughs> launch you out of this office. <laughs> I'll leave. Is viruses mutating a sign that evolution is real for those who don't believe in it? Okay. So here's the thing. I'm about to say something and then I'm going to have to like explain myself. Evolution is real. Things evolve over time. Things change. Things adapt. Okay? Yes. That does not mean that we evolved from apes. Just because things are constantly evolving and constantly adapting because environment changes, whatever, that does not mean that that is where we created, where we were created. It doesn't mean that creationism is not accurate. Evolution, yes. Creation, yes. They are not separate, but they are not what the world, evolution is not what the world has created it to be. So yeah, viruses are going to evolve (laughs) over time. No, that does not mean that we came from apes. So a lot of what... um 
Like, yes, there have been mutations, of course, of viruses, but actually I think what occurs more often than not is that there have already been these different versions of the virus. It's that some of them die out, some of them get vaccinated, you know, vaccines, and some of them don't and continue to grow and spread. And we think, oh, the virus changed, and it didn't really. It's just the dominant strain, you know, became more prevalent. But still, whatever the case, what you're saying is, yes, um, what creationists tend to call microevolution is very much a thing. Change within a species is a thing. We, we see that on a regular basis. We've always seen that. Mm -hmm. That has never been in question because it's verifiable. Change from a species to another species has never been verified. Uh, you have been told in school your entire life that we have all this evidence, all this proof, uh, all these this fossil record and all this. But what you haven't been told is that all of that stuff is literally changed and rewritten almost every year. What evolution is purported to be today is completely different from what it was 10 years ago, completely different from what it was 10 years before that, completely different from what Darwin said. The only problem is they don't tell you that. They don't tell you about the failings. They don't tell you about the flaws. You have that uh, evolution of man chart where they have all the different skeletons and whatever that they found. Most of that stuff has huge flaws in it that put it in question. In fact, almost every single one of those things is in question. One of them is just a straight up human that had rickets. One of them is a straight up monkey. One of them, which is, uh, let's see, Australopithecus, it was all, that's like the, the Lucy, that's mm -hmm. the big famous one. Mm -hmm. That one was, was heavily based on the fact that they found a kneecap that they say came from the same skeleton. There's not a whole lot of bones, but that kneecap was something very important. What they don't tell you is that they found that kneecap 100 feet deeper in the ground and a mile away from the rest of the skeleton. There's no evidence to prove that that is a part of that. <sighs> Most of these skeletons are like fragments of pieces of bone. Not full skeletons whatsoever, but they take it and they build it and they think what it's supposed to be and draw. The issue with all of this comes down to the fact that most of evolution's proofs that we have out there are based on the fact that before you even do any of the carbon dating or any of the anything else, you already have to input where you think this lines up in time. Carbon dating, if you just do it blindly, comes back with wildly different results if you send it to several different carbon dating labs. And they've done this many, many times. They've done this on living things. They, they did tests on like living mollusks that came back as 800,000 years old. Like none of this has been perfect. The problem is they only give you enough information for you to be convinced that, yeah, we have all this proof, we have all this evidence. I've done multiple, multiple reports on all this. Now, I'm not saying that creationism doesn't have its flaws either. Creationism, uh, as presented by a lot of, uh, like Ken Ham and the others, a lot of that is, oof, some of it's a stretch. Uh, and some of it is not the, like, they have a lot of gotcha things that aren't really gotcha things. Um, but what I really, what it really comes down to here is we don't know. And we can't know. And we're never going to know. We can't know exactly how it happened. We weren't there. Was it a literal six days of creation? Was it 
time, you know, was the, was that, a, you know, a day is a thousand years mm-hmm. over time kind of thing? We don't know. We can't know. There are theories and reasoning behind why people choose one way or the other. I get it. But essentially, evolution is just as much of a religion as creationism is because there's so much blind faith involved. That's as far as I'm going to go. If you want to have a deeper discussion about that in the future, I will gladly give it to you. But, uh, yeah. There, Great job. There we go. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Next question. <laughs> what, what, we're just changing wildly with the importance of uh-huh. this. Why do people dislike self-checkout registers so much? Do you like self-checkout registers? I hate self-checkout oh, registers. Oh, why? Because I do not get... A W-2 from Walmart (laughs) or Albertsons. I am not employed by them. Therefore, I will continue to let the cashiers do their job and check me out. Don't you find it much like, I guess if you're getting, I mean, getting the week's worth of groceries, the full cart, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to try. And that is like, that is the, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Go ahead. Keep going. But if I'm just running in for a few things, it's so much faster to use the self-checkout. Okay. I can see that. Okay. And I won't argue that point. Okay. One of the first times that I was going to use a self-checkout, I was in a hurry. And I was like, you know what? I just got to get these couple of things. Leave. I get in line. At the only self-checkout, for whatever reason, that was working that day. And a woman is buying her entire week's yeah. worth of groceries. Yeah. And that drives me crazy. That's like the people that go on the Sonic drive through line and order food. Anyway. <laughs> it's a fast food restaurant. It has a drive through for a reason. It does not specifically say anywhere that the drive through is only for drinks. Nonetheless, uh. I've stopped doing that. Oh, I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thanks. However, back to the self-checkout. Here, okay. If I am in such a hurry that I can't wait in line and behind in a regular line, then I don't need to be at the store. Mm. I just don't. If I can't take that time in line to find some amount of joy and interact with the people around me, I don't need to be at the store. That's just how I, that is my personal opinion. You have to go, you have to be ready to interact with people to go to the store? I have to be ready to be kind to people. Oh, okay. I get you. I get you. I get you. I'm not going to stand in line and the whole time. That drives me crazy. (laughs) I came to Walmart. I knew what I was in for. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I also am of the opinion that if I need to be in a super hurry, there are other stores that I can run into where I can get exactly the same thing that I would get at Walmart and not have to wait the 45 minutes or whatever it is to that check out. <laughs> 15 is not unheard of. Hey, at, around Christmas, <laughs> oh, well, you're yeah. in line for 45 minutes. Yeah, Christmas, you got to you gotta go late at, late, late at night. Yeah, well, <laughs> early, early in the morning or really late at night. If you're a man, then you can go late at night. It always, like, all the stories that you hear about and things that you read about 
women in stores and being followed and all of that I've stuff. I've never always... heard any story like that. Like in a Walmart? Yes. Well, I just, I've never seen him. It's actually happened to Janet Berkey several times. Really? Yes. Weird. Uh-huh. So anyway. Um, <laughs> self-checkouts. <laughs> back to self-checkouts. Basically, I don't like self-checkouts because I don't work for that store. Gotcha. I will continue to allow the people who work for the store to earn their paycheck. I, I like them for a handful of things. Um, but... I do not like them for full carts, especially because like at Walmart, they do have full cart checkouts, self-checkouts, like with belts and everything. But those ones are not like they don't have an attendant watching over them mm-hmm. all the time. And because of that, they turn up the security measures on that one. So if you don't perfectly bloop your little item, like if you fumble for it or you have to like turn the box around a hundred times to find where the thing is, it thinks you're trying to cover up the actual UPC code with the fake UPC code for something cheaper and it says awkward scan assistance uh, coming and it won't let you move on. And it actually like films a recording both above your head and right where your hands are and loops that, that the little attendant can come over and see to make sure you weren't stealing something or pulling a fast one. And wow. I like I tried that one time and I tried like, to steal something no. one time. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that checkout one time. That happened to me seven times on the belt. To the point where that convinced me, nope, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. This is torture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows where the thing I again, I don't work here, just like you said. I don't know where all the barcodes and everything right. is. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to like after that seventh time, I'm like, okay. Pull every individual item out very slowly, point that barcode perfectly out, stand fully back, slowly move towards it, bloop. Okay, perfect. Put it down really quickly. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you've been doing that a lot. I know. And I'm, I keep saying I'm sorry. And I am genuinely I sorry. Okay. So here's something that I, a little bit of. Just a little bit of kindness that I'm going to pass on to everybody else, okay? Mm, okay. You can choose to participate or not. But because I don't do self-checkout, and I know that the cashiers deal with a wide range of people on a regular basis. I used to work retail. I know what it's like, okay? One kind thing that you can do for your cashier, when you take your bag off of the cart... You take your items out of your bag and you put it into your cart off of the, what is that little, the little bag cart. That's what I'm talking about. The little wheel thing that spins with all the bags yeah. on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Open up that next bag for them. You take your bag, open up the next bag that's behind your bag. Mm. It just makes their job that much easier. I feel like the bags are supposed to do that automatically. But they don't. Mm. Okay. They don't. And I always pull it. To where it's like completely open so that there's not even any question or they don't have to reach their hand down in. It's already nice and open. They can just plop whatever's coming right inside that bag. Don't even have to worry about it. I have actually had several cashiers that have noticed me doing that and they've stopped and they're like, thank you. <laughs> that That's actually really helpful. And you're welcome. <laughs> All right. We are... Uh... We're approaching 20 minutes. Let's do some rapid fire here. Okay. Uh, Are the different shapes of pasta meant to taste different? I don't know. Not really. 
Uh, is it weird that I'm sad when I hurt anyone, even if they hurt me? No, that's not weird. No, that's not weird. That means you have a soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anybody dance as they walk? Is dance walking a thing? Yes. I 100%. do. 100%. At Walmart. All I'm the wearing time. my earbuds. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I do it involuntarily. It's the only way that I make it through the school day. <laughs> Uh, what is the nut for in Honey Nut Cheerios? I looked it up and it says it doesn't even contain nuts, but it doesn't answer my question as to why it was there in the first place. Didn't you have this question recently? Or something similar? I don't know. Probably. You're like, it I sounds never like taste any question. nuts in Honey Nut Cheerios. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because they're not there. I don't know why it's in there. Um, but yeah, that's weird. What do cats think when we lick them? Who the heck is licking their cat? <laughs> That's what they think. Who is licking me? Why are you licking me? What have you done? What? Uh, why is it considered bad to bring up an upcoming holiday at the end of a job interview? Such as, like, you know, I've, I'm going on a trip, you know, next week. So if you give me this job, I can't be here this week. So I... If I were hiring the person, I would not think that it was a bad thing. Honestly, I would be thankful that they were willing to be transparent and let me know, you know, hey, I can I would love to take this position. But just so you're aware, I won't be available at this point. I would think it's a great thing. But for whatever reason, bosses tend to think that. Those beneath them shouldn't have vacations and shouldn't take time off. So how dare you? You haven't even you well, don't even have this job yet and you're already talking about time off? Yeah, okay. There are some jobs that like you have to work there for a year before you even earn like vacation time. <clears throat> this would be the lower paying jobs like restaurants, you know, fast food and stuff like that. Right. But at the same time, if you know that there's a wedding coming up or, you know, you're, you have a graduation that you have to attend or something. Right, right, right. No, I get it. I really do get that. I'm just saying like, if you're, if you're in a high turnover position already, like you're leading a fast food restaurant, you need people that are going to be there and going to be dependable. If someone comes to you saying, yeah, I want to be hired, but I'm not going to be here next week. You're like, well, I've got 18 other people that will be here next week. Right. So, yeah. Gone. Yeah. Like, I really think that's it. Yeah, that's fair. Now, you could not mention it, get hired, and then you're still likely to keep the job. You say, oh, I'm so sorry. I have a this next week. Can I go to it? And they'll be like, oh, well, I already hired you into the paperwork, so sure. Yeah. <laughs> but mentioning it then, it's just going to seem like, okay, this person might be a tad flaky. And so if it's a bigger company, a more adult job, quote unquote, if that's what we want to call it. It really shouldn't be an issue, like you were saying. Yeah. But, uh, it might be still, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. <sighs> All right. What would be the worst red flag on a first date? Um, a tan line on his left ring finger. Duffel bag full of severed heads. <laughs> okay. Uh, are nasal strips 100% effective in preventing you from snoring? You skipped one. I was going to go back to it. Oh, sorry. So thank no, you for ruining the illusion. My bad. <laughs> no, they're not. No, I they help. from experience. They help, but they're not. Yeah, hey. they're not the best. Uh, <laughs> are, uh, is it normal for mothers to vent to their kids? Um, normal? Yes. Okay? No. 
At least in most situations, yeah. Right. Um, and I, I know this from experience because that was something that kind of messed me up as a kid. Mm-hmm. My mom would do that because mm-hmm. my dad would wall himself off from her and she didn't have any place to vent. And she's the kind of person that needs to vent. Um, and she still does that to me today. Uh, but I'm old enough to kind of handle it better. Well, and there is – I'm I, I only speak from a mother's experience because clearly I'm not a father. And so I don't know – the the feelings or the attachments that you feel as a father towards your children, but mothers feel this attachment to their kids. And so it's almost as if you are a part of me. So you will see things the way that I see it. You will understand. And and that's not true at all. Yeah, it's not, (laughs) it's not, but no, I get that. I think that that's where the desire comes from, Mm -hmm. but no, it's not okay. And then it's especially not okay if part of that venting is complaining about the dad. Right. Which, that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to do. Honestly, or any family member. Sure, yeah, yeah. Siblings, or... I I think the dad is, like, top tier, but then siblings, that also causes for just division. And, you mm-hmm. know, once they become adults, it's going to be like, well, you don't realize the pain that you caused mom, or you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, uh, last question, <laughs> does your booty hole ever build up a spice tolerance? Uh, <laughs> cause like your, mine t- your mouth, not yet. your mouth will right over time. You can get used to spicy food to where it doesn't affect you as bad. It may, I mean, I guess it's like a possibility, but I feel like you would have to <laughs> be taking in a lot of spice on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it must uh, over time, or maybe it's a cultural thing, but I mean, like I know in India they have like based on the food that from the Indians that we've had here, a lot of their stuff is dang spicy. I could not eat most of the stuff they made, but I never, Uh, you never hear of any of them complaining about, I don't know that it's your, (laughs) that part of your body that builds up the tolerance as much as it is your stomach, your digestive system that builds up the tolerance. Well, yeah, but there are like spice receptors specifically in like at your exit door. Sure. And so like that, I think that's what they're talking about. Like, cause it's not the same thing throughout your body. Like your gut, yes, is going to have a problem with it. But like, I think specifically the question is, Will it ever stop burning down there like it burns in my mouth? (laughs) Do those ones ever get used to it? (laughs) Here's the thing. I think you've just burned them. (laughs) They're singed. They can feel no more. (laughs) Yeah. You know how like you burn your fingertips and then you don't feel it? So as long as you just keep keep them burned, just keep them burned, you're never going to feel it. So that's how they get rid of it. I think you figured it out. It's not worth it. Science. It's not worth it. Lois figured it out. think of our topic this week. Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052.
We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but, you know, like us, like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash discord. We've got game lobbies, focused chat channels, spoiler rooms, and a whole bunch of niche nerdiness. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share our poll for the week. Inspired by our news story for today, what is your favorite Taco Bell burrito protein option? That's right. You're rolling up to Taco Bell. You want a burrito. You're on the app. You're going to build it yourself, and you're going to pick your protein. Are you going to choose seasoned beef? Pinto, as in refried, or black beans. That's all in one choice. Beans are just one choice. Beans are one choice. Uh, shredded or uh, just the, the regular regular grilled chicken or steak, marinated steak. What do you think the number one was? Chicken. No. Really? More people are going for the standard seasoned beef. Interesting. Yeah, 36.4%. Because they're going for the beefy five layer. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can have a, whatever protein. It's not and a everything. cheeky five layer, but it can, or be. a steaky five layer, <laughs> or a beanie five layer. Uh, steak came in number two at thirty point nine percent. It might it might have been higher had this been their older steak. Like they changed their steak they about did. a decade ago. Oh, and I feel like it was even sooner than maybe that. maybe it was sooner than that. I don't remember. I stopped getting steak for a long time, but I know that back when I was in high school, the steak was so much better. Yeah. And they got changed. Um, but anyway, <laughs> grilled chicken or shredded chicken came in at 29.1%. So all of them are still relatively close. The only one that got trounced was beans, 3.6%, which I get because half the time the refried beans are grainy. and. Mm-hmm. But I do like the black beans. I, I just don't think that a lot of beans. people get the black beans. Yeah. That's a relatively new thing. That's been with their push for... Uh, more vegetarian options. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got some bad news about Taco Bell that we're going to talk about tomorrow, the by the way. Just Taco so you know. Bell is bad news. <laughs> Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is John fourteen eighteen. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit Love Thy nerd.com slash radio mat love thy nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible once again i'm radio matt and i'm mo and remember if nobody else tells you we promise it's true jesus, jesus loves, loves you nerd, nerd.